Okay, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 135 of the One Before I Die podcast. We are coming at you again for another weekly episode, and this time it's a little bit of a lighter one, I'd assume. Um, as we talked about last week, the Buffalo Sabres ended their season, and since then, obviously, the NHL playoffs have been going on, so not much at all going on the Sabres front, although down in the Rock, down at their AHL affiliate, the AHL team, the Rochester Americans, have made the playoffs uh, I think we talked about it last week or maybe the week before about uh, maybe them getting in. And, I, you know, I think I said I was going to that game. But they, they made the playoffs. They were in a play-in series, which was best two out of three. They ended up winning that series. So now they're officially in the in the big shindig here. So maybe we'll touch on that a little bit. Um, a, couple, a couple of the guys from the Sabres obviously sent down to that team to play, get a little bit of playoff experience there as well. Um, so touch on the Amherst a little bit. Um, and then – from Sabres perspective, nothing else going on. I mean, I guess we can, you know, we'll probably touch on the NHL playoffs a little bit just because, you know, we made our predictions on the series for the first round last week. And um, I don't know about Ethan, but I've been watching every single game and we can kind of talk about the way that, you know, these have been going down so far. Um, In terms of the bills, uh, obviously draft recap last week. And um, since then, nothing else really coming out except for this week will be the schedule reveal. So obviously we know the Bills opponents and we know who they're playing this year. We just don't know uh, primetime games, you know, su- Sunday one o'clock games, uh, when they're playing their opponents, home and away, that kind of thing. We did get one schedule announcement so far for the second week of the season uh, that we can talk about a little bit. Um, but yeah, later this week, we will be getting the schedule announcement. I'm sure we'll be back next week to kind of talk about that. I always like kind of going over the different matchups, when they are during the season, uh, you know, which cities that would be you know fun to go to, which primetime games are going to be interesting. That kind of thing is always fun to talk about. So next week when we uh, get that full reveal, we'll probably break that down a little bit more. Um, but other than that, oh, and then also uh, a little bit of news out of uh, the, the New York Giants. I, I know that a cornerback over there got released. That news came out yesterday and someone that's been – kind of in talks this offseason about the Bills, so we'll talk about him, see our thoughts on uh, maybe if the Bills will try to make a move there or not. Um, But other than that, I feel like that's kind of all we got on tap for today. Uh, The weather's starting to turn a little bit. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. It's gorgeous here in Rochester. I was going to sit outside and do this this podcast, but the glare was getting a little bit too much. It was blocking the camera, but the weather's finally turning, feeling good. The vibes are up. and finally get to string together like a seven day span here of sunny and 70. So, uh, you know, that always makes me happy over here, but Ethan, how you doing over there in Chicago? Hopefully the weather is treating you there. Um, just like it's treating me here. Yeah. It's 82 degrees in Chicago right now, which is bananas for how cold it's been the last couple of weeks. So yeah, welcome. I'm, breaking welcome out blue, I'm breaking out a blue light too. I don't know if you caught that. I just, uh, I felt like I had to have one a little bit of a happy hour on a Monday, you know, get me through and it's, it's tasting excellent. I'll tell you that much. It's, it's tasting really good. Yeah. Nothing like the, the first blue light when the weather kind of turns a little bit, it always, always hits a little different. Yep. And then you got the Jenny Kolsch coming in, which I'm a big fan of, which is a huge summer beer. I don't know if that's a go-to for you or not. Obviously you don't get it over there in Chicago, but I, everybody in the Rochester area that's listening knows what I'm talking about. Jenny Kolsch, great summertime beer as well. That always hits at the beginning of summer once the weather turns, but I'm feeling good. Nice. Nice. So anything else on your end that you want to talk about here before we hop into the episode? Um, not much. I mean, I'm just spent a lot of time watching these, NHL playoffs, which I think have been excellent. 
Um, okay. Outside of the- Maybe we start there because I, I, uh, I don't know if they've been excellent. I don't know if I would use that <laughs> adjective. Well, I mean, every series besides the Colorado one is pretty close. Yeah, that, that's the thing, though. So I, I knew that maybe that was going to be a rebuttal. Or, and, and I'm not saying I'm not enjoying them. Like, I, like, we'll talk about this, the playoffs now, I guess. We'll go just right here, and then we'll just go with the flow. But um, it's always nice watching. Like, I'm not going to sit here and complain because NHL playoff hockey, no matter what, you know, you, you sit down there for the first week. There's literally four games every night, right? There's four games back to back to back to back every single night in the first round. And so, I mean, you can't really complain there. You get the barns are rocking. Um, Mm -hmm. Something in the air is different about playoff hockey. Like it always just gets the juices flowing no matter what it is. Um, And you're right. The series are all pretty much two, two guaranteed six games at this point, except for the Colorado one. The thing is, is every single game is a blowout. it's going back and forth. You're right. Like the Tampa Toronto series, that's two, two now, but I think every team that's won so far has had at least five goals or won by two or three uh, goals. Same kind of with Minnesota, St. Louis. And I'm not complaining because for the most part, the first second periods are pretty good, you know, hard fought hockey games. It just seems like these teams are pulling away at the end and there's a lot of blowouts. And, and I know, I know some of the games are a little bit inflated where, because you know, it's do or die and it doesn't really matter at the end of the games where, you know, coaches are pulling goalies pretty early. So the, the scores may be a little bit more inflated than the actual game was. But honestly, man, it's, it's, it's going blow out, blow out, blow. And, and the series are staying even, but the individual games are kind of, I don't know, to me, it's just like, geez, can we get a, a decent hockey game here? You know, I mean, the, the triple overtime one for the Rangers Pittsburgh was game one of that series, which is unbelievable. But a lot of blowouts here, I feel like early, early in, the, in these series. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. I just, I just think it's I, – I really like the matchups, though. I think, like, every storyline is kind of intriguing. Like, I think the – like you were talking about, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Rangers, I think that's a really interesting series, kind of like the tale of two different franchises, one that's been around forever and kind of – I don't know, the Penguins to me, they're like the Patriots of, of the NFL or of the NHL. You know Not what I'm as saying? annoying, like, though. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can say they're franchises. No. The fans, though, I feel like aren't even comparable. Oh, no. I don't think – I just think that it's like the – you know, when the Patriots were on their, you know, 17-year run or whatever, and they would – towards the end of it, they would keep getting count out, count out, count out, and they ended up winning, what, three more Super Bowls. So, I think the Penguins yeah. are just that kind of that team. They're like pesky. Everybody counts them out, but it's like, what? You still got Crosby. You still got Milk, and You still got Latang, And they're – they got so much experience on that team. They got a really great supporting cast. And then the Rangers are like this up and coming, um, like this new up and coming squad, right? Like Rangers haven't really been, been good for a while now. So I, yeah. I love that series. Love the Toronto Tampa series, even though every game has been a blow in that series. But I just, I, th- I think that storyline super intriguing, right? Like I, I just, I just really, I think the, I'm enjoying the drama more than I think maybe the actual games when I think when I'm keep saying that they're excellent, but then like in the West, like some of these are series are really surprising. Like I look at Dallas up two games to one on the Calgary. That's nobody saw that coming. Um, I mean, LA tying that series up at two. I thought Oilers were kind of have their way there. Um, was there one more that I was kind of surprised about? Oh, I I just think the Minnesota St. Louis series is really good. I mean, that's tied yeah. to it. Both, I could see like those are two sleeper teams that I could see winning it all. 
yeah. I could see either of those teams winning at all. So yeah, well, it sucks that they have to play in the first round, right? Because yeah. those are two teams that I feel like whoever comes out of that is gonna, I feel like, get some momentum going forward. Now the winner of that's gonna have to play Colorado, which looks like a tough. Wait, task is that right true? Now. Is that yeah. true? Yeah, because it doesn't reseed. Like I've been over. I thought it was reseeding. No, I thought it was too, but it's not. So winner of Colorado. Nashville, which is going to be Colorado, is going to play the Minnesota um, St. Louis winner. Uh, and Colorado looks unstoppable right now. Um, you know, granted, I don't know if Nashville's – but the thing is, like, Nashville kind of beat them. I think they were 2-0-1 against Colorado in the regular season. Playoffs is a different breed, and, and Colorado's going off. I mean, Cal McCarr looks unbelievable. He looks like he's, like, the best defenseman who's ever played the game. But yeah, that 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 will play, Colorado will play the winner of Minnesota St. Louis. Um, back to what you were saying about the Pens. I mean, they are the team that doesn't go away, and this might be like their last run too. So that's what a lot of people are saying is like they're kind of playing for like they know this is their last dance. Like Crosby will probably still be there. I think he's under contract for a few more years. But Malkin and Latang are both UFAs. I mean, they're obviously getting older. I don't know about what you think about it, but Malkin, I know he had the game winner in that first game he looks very washed to me. Like this guy, I know he's, he'll probably sign on with a team next year, a veteran team that's like going to have a chance to win the cup, but he, he looks like he's very much on his last leg. So they're kind of playing for like, all right, it's now or never for the end of this franchise. Um, the one surprise, the big surprise to me, and you mentioned it is the Calgary Dallas series. If you would have told me before play, if we, if me and you did like a little like side bet just for fun and been like, all right, each of us has to pick one team where we think there's no shot they'll win the cup. And like, if they do, you have to do some sort of punishment. Like I would have told you, you can do whatever you want to me. If Dallas goes on to win the cup, like, I am shocked by the way this series is going so far. And Calgary is the team. I actually chose to go and win the cup and, and go to the cup out of the Western conference. They look like crap. And, and the fact that this is a two, one series right now is mind-boggling to me Dallas was the worst team in the in the NHL come end of the regular season Calgary was still getting their mojo going and then all of a sudden you go into the playoffs and you know Joe Pavelski's great in the playoffs and he's going off but I I I'm very shocked about this one Calgary has scored three goals I believe in the entire series and Daryl Sutter their coach hasn't mixed up the lines at all that's one thing I've noticed it's like yo you've scored three goals maybe it's time to mix up that top line that I know it's been so dominant for you all year but maybe try to mix something up considering you can't get the puck in the net past this Jake Ottinger guy who's standing on his head. But that's a very shocking series to me. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I like the Toronto-Tampa one. I wish those games were a little bit, a little bit closer, except if it, when Tampa's blown Toronto out, I don't mind that. But, you know, just for an excitement level, I wish those games were a little bit closer. That's probably going seven. Um, but, yeah, in terms of, like, overall series, they're all pretty even. I mean, they all look like they're at least going six or seven. I know Boston came back and tied up that series. So it'll only get better. That that was just my little gripe, I guess, from the beginning of the playoffs. Was it was it, it, There were a lot of blowouts, and even though, you know, the series were pretty even, it was just going back and forth, back and forth. Even same with the Panthers-Capitals series. I mean, the first game was good. Caps barely won that, but then Panthers blew them out, and then the Caps blew them out, which, I mean, I'm probably that's probably surprising a lot of people, but I have caps advancing in that one. Um, but yeah, overall, it's been exciting, I guess, to watch. And I guess I can't wait to see what goes on in the second round. Maybe, you know, these matchups tighten up a little bit moving forward in, in terms of the individual games. Um, but I don't know if you had anything else to go on playoffs. I don't know if you're, are your series, the, the, the teams that you picked, is that looking good for you right now? Or is it looking a little dicey? Uh, I think it's like half and half. The one series that we didn't touch on was Florida-Washington. I just did there for a second, but yeah. 
I mean, everybody counted Washington out of that, right? I picked well, – I just said that. I have Washington advancing. I'm saying the general public. Yeah, and it, which, was, which is mind-boggling to me too. This is the one thing I'll say in the Florida Caps series is – I understand Florida was the best team in the regular season, dominant, right? I think they only lost three games at home all season, which is just a crazy stat. But the big thing with the, with the NHL in general is that there's always so much parity, and that's why we love it so much. This season specifically was there's always there, – there's even more parity within those – I, I get the top eight teams in the East were a landslide above anybody else. But it was though it was basically like anybody in the East can get it. Every team has had over 100 points in the regular season. It was a crazy regular season in terms of those eight teams making it to those top eight slots. And it was like everyone's like, yo, this is so far open. And then every analyst I look at, every hockey podcast I listen to, it's like chalk. Everyone's just saying chalk after being like, I love it because there's so much parody. And it's like everyone has Florida just going to the cup final, advancing easily over Washington in a sweep. And – don't get me wrong, the series isn't over by any stretch of the imagination, but it, it just boggled me how many people counted out the Caps like moving into this series based on their experience and, and the Panthers' lack of experience. And it was just very lopsided to me where it was like something's sketchy here. Something's up. I, I think the Caps have this just because of how many people are so much on the Panthers after being a crazy season and the lack of experience compared to both teams. So, like, that was the one thing I had. I agree with you. Everybody else is on the Panthers, which made it very sketchy to me. But the Caps, I mean, they – they and it's not like they're, like, a washed-up team where I get they're older, but Ovi still had 50 goals this year. It's not like Ovi was just, like, 20 goals, which is still good, but he still had 50 goals. Like, it's not like he's over the hill yet. He's probably going to pass Gretzky at some point. So, like, that was, like, very confusing to me on how many people counted out the Caps before this series started. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that now but i i just thought that florida was so good i mean they're the president's so trophy curse yeah i guess so it's good for the sabers though i always, i said this before the playoffs started right like i don't know how many people care that much but better draft pick for the sabers if the if the florida gets a first round exit here so i'm i pick florida but i'm rooting for the caps now yeah and i don't know how well this is going to age because as people are listening to this you know florida could have stomped the caps five nothing and it's a tied 2-2 series going back to Florida right now right so it's like like I said this series isn't close to being over but the fact that it's up to one caps right now as we're recording um, before the game tonight you know I, I just feel like a lot of people said you know cats in five or, or a sweep pretty easily and it just it, it just boggled me the way that these top eight teams in the east were very close and just the way that the caps have, have shown they can you know make a run in the playoffs um but in terms of who I picked so far, I don't know if maybe you want to update yours too. You said you're pretty even right now. I think I'm, I think I'm looking decent based on, you know, while we're recording this, while some series are still 2-1. Um, see, see, I did pick the Kings, so that's evened up now, which is another underdog that maybe a lot of people picked Oilers, um, uh, even though, you know, that obviously can go either way and the Oilers look pretty good when they're on. The, the Flames one is the one that I obviously went on a rant about where they're down 2-1 as we're recording and I – you know, pick the flames to go pretty far, but then everything else is actually looking pretty solid. I mean, I have the pens. Um, I have the caps. I have, what else do I have out of the East? Uh, I have Carolina who I guess it was a kind of a tough weekend for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything else is, I think pretty solid in, in, in terms of, in, in terms of my, you know, my pick so far. So feeling good about it, you know, nice little first round for the kid. 
Yeah, I mean, my my cup pick is looking pretty good, though, Colorado. Yeah, chalk. I mean, they're so good. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, but that is that is one thing is why I almost, like, I picked the Flames is because I said how it doesn't reseed. Like, you know, Colorado is going to have to play either Wild or or the Blues. And, and even if they beat them, you know, maybe that goes a little bit. Not well, worried. Six or seven, or like six games, six, seven games. I think that other side of the West is a lot – is objectively weaker in terms of the Oilers, the Kings, the Flames, or the Stars. Um, yeah, well, you yeah, got to beat I guess Dallas you before you – yeah. Yeah, so, all right. Well, that's a little NHL playoff update. Um, yeah, like I said, hopefully the games get a little bit tighter, but the series are definitely very exciting still, and um, it's fun to watch. The, the, the other thing is the goalie interference calls have been just like – crazy it's almost like getting annoying to the point where i've always i've always preached hockey is the best sport because of the uh, in my opinion in hockey over any other sports the refs have the least um impact on the outcome and that's like becoming it's like punching me back in the face because these goalie interference calls are so 50 50 and such a coin toss that are changing games which is like coming back at me, but I've always preached like hockey is like usually the better team's going to win in a seven game series because it's just like the refs impact the least. Like in basketball, you have these phantom foul calls in baseball. You obviously have umps calling strikes and balls and, um, and then football, like the flags are just crazy. So I've always preached that, but with the goalie interference calls, it's, it's becoming a little bit dicey, um, but we'll move on from that. And uh, I guess we'll move forward with some of our other topics here today. Um, what do we, what else did we have on the docket? We had the Bills stuff. Did we have anything else that we want to get to before that, or should we go there first? What did I what did I say in the intro that we talk about again? You said the uh, James Bradbury release. Yeah. So the the Bills stuff. Did I say anything else other than the the Bills and the schedule? Um, I don't know. I guess we'll talk about this right now. Maybe it'll come back to me. Um, but yeah, I, I guess we can do the Bradbury release. So I'm mush brained right now to give you give you a heads up. <laughs> Yeah, I can tell. You're kind of lacking. I'm like exhausted. I'm exhausted, man. Did I you got have like a no- rough weekend? <laughs> I, had, I had a really late men's league game last night. I got no sleep. <laughs> I'm just like on fumes. right? I had like 45 meetings today. I'm just so gassed. You just got to grind it out, though. Yeah. I mean, no, no days, no Mondays off for this podcast. <laughs> um, all right. So the Giants, New York Giants released cornerback James Bradbury. Um. This is a guy, you know, that before the draft, especially, <laughs> I'm like Collinsworth. <laughs> here's a guy <laughs> um, that is, but but seriously, here's a guy that pretty much you go on Bill's Twitter as soon as the off season started, and his his name is found everywhere, right? Because I guess the Giants were rumored they they wanted to trade him, they couldn't find any suitors, and you know, obviously came to this where they released him. And Bills, you know, Bills fans out there really wanted the Bills to make a move for this guy. Um, now, I texted a couple of my buddies that are Giants fans because I was thinking, like, why, what's the deal with him? Is he even still a good player? Why are they releasing him? You know, I, I just – I didn't know the insight on Bradbury other than I knew, who, you know, who he was, but I didn't know the insight on the um, – what's going down with him because it's like there was all this talk. Um, and they said that he's still a very good player and they just basically are in a rebuild and – they're saving a ton of money from cutting him, right? So it's basically they were trying to trade him. Nobody wanted to trade for him because they probably knew that the Giants were in this situation where they needed to, you know, save some some room on the cap and they were going to cut him eventually anyway. Um, and, I did, and I think that did come out like around draft day. It was like uh, 
Joe Schoen or Shane or whatever the GM is from the Bills was trying to trade him, couldn't find any suitors. And so now they cut him, and I guess they're saving like a mil, uh, 11 mil. Um, but my friends were saying that, our Giants fans are saying that he's still like a top 10, top 15 cornerback in the league. So my question to you is, do the Bills go after him, you know, regardless of the cap to start here, if the cap didn't matter, which I obviously know it does, but if they did have the amount of money, the room for him, do you try to make a move for him, or did you kind of already address this in the draft with Kyrie Elam? Like, what's your take on this? I go for him for sure. If you can get him at a decent number, I'd go short-term contract a year. Yeah, why not, right? You're trying to win now. Yeah. I mean, shoot, you just got Von Miller. You just went and got another cornerback in Elam. Trey White, like we were talking about, he's probably not going to be ready to start the year. Go get another – like, corners are kind of like offensive linemen nowadays in football, I feel like. You just can never have enough good defensive backs. They get hurt so often. And the – amount of times that offenses are lining up with spread formations now it's like a nickel back is almost like a starter at this point and defenses are running two linebackers you know what i'm saying like yeah. base defenses yeah five well, our, defensive I backs mean, at this point taron johnson plays like 90 percent of the snaps i feel like right? that's what i'm saying right so it's i think it's a no-brainer if, if you can get them at an, a decent number for a short contract why not pull trigger yeah, I mean, hey, I'm with you. I got nothing to say against that. Um, now I guess the question is, is I mean, ha- have you heard anything? Uh, obviously, this just happened, but, like, I don't know. Do you think Do you think Bean is <laughs> – Have I heard any rumors over here? <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just wondering how real I guess – I guess now that we've established we'd both like it to be done, how realistic is this? Is this uh, – you know, do you think this I is think, something that I Bean think, does? Uh, Bean's got to call up Dabble and be like – Hey, what what do you got on Bradbury? Do you think he's going to be coming to Buffalo? How realistic is it? You know, calling some calling some favors here. Maybe, I guess maybe Dable doesn't have a great relationship. No, with yeah. Him, <laughs> but I don't. I don't know. I, I being being like so wheel and deal, man. I I don't. I don't see. I don't see why not. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll see. I don't know like what, what other analysis I can give there at this point. You know, like <laughs> you ask me, do I think Bean's going to sign him? Like, what do I like? Well, I didn't know. I don't know. I I didn't know if you knew something I didn't. If you, (laughs) if you, you know, you're a little bit more updated on the cap and and all that kind of thing. Um, I I just didn't, I was trying to ask maybe more so like if you personally thought it was a realistic thing for the Bills to do, not more so like, obviously. I think it's realistic. Like I wouldn't be shocked if they signed. I guess that's the better way to phrase it. Like, would you be shocked if this happened? No. Okay. No. All right. Yeah, well, hopefully it does happen then. Can can never have enough cornerbacks, and and I don't know if you said it in your rant there or, or not, but it's also you don't know how NFL ready Kyrie Elam's even gonna be, right? It's like, yeah, it's like, like if Trey White it does come back like on schedule, he's obviously gonna be starting, and then it's like, I mean, Bradbury's kind of a proven guy in the league, and he's yeah, really I mean, a win now. We guy, drafted, so. I think we drafted Elam, and I think it's kind of it's kind of tough and a tough spot for him. Yeah, when we draft sure. him at when we draft him at twenty three, I think we just assume he's going to be like Trey White and just immediately be good. Well, that's I, I think from a fan's perspective, we're all like, "Oh, this dude's slotting in as a starter one hundred percent already." Like we're already that's slotting him saying. in as like a top cornerback in the league. Like I feel yeah. like right, right, yeah. So we're like we're like making the graphic like who's stopping this defensive backfield <laughs> yeah. and slotting him in there like he's <laughs> top ten in the league. I think already. I think PFF already did make it like a like it was like. 
who's stopping this secondary? And it was yeah. Poyer, Hyde, Trey White, and, and then Kyrie Elam in his Florida Gators uniform. <laughs> um, all right, so there's a little cornerback update for you. Um, the other Bills news was the schedule. It, like I said, it will be announced later this week, but we did get one announcement. The Bills will be playing the Tennessee Titans in week two on Monday Night Football in Buffalo. Um, I think we'll be at that game. So that should be something to look forward to. Um, what are your thoughts on this as the opening, as the, as I, not the opening, but the second, the first game that we've gotten here as the schedule release, second week, Monday Night Football? And follow-up question to that is I'd like to do a little game maybe. What do you send the over-under at for Bill's primetime games? So I haven't looked at the schedule, I guess, enough recently to – You mean the opponents? Yeah, to do my, to do my ranking on how many primetime games – um the one thing so what was your first question what do i think about week two matchup monday night i think it's freaking awesome i mean monday night football this is, this is gonna be the third year in a row that we play the titans on prime time i believe and i think it's monday night every time yeah well the two years ago was tuesday night because of covid right but it was slotted for monday i'm counting yeah, that and we got two um, l's in a row yeah you're right yeah this is a big revenge game yeah. um no i love it i a primetime game in Western New York when the bills are good and the weather's still nice is a recipe for success. You know, <laughs> like that tailgate is going to be buzzing because in it, and it's an earlier kick. Did you see that? It's, it's the first of a double header. So they move oh. the game up. It's a seven fifteen kick instead of eight fifteen. So that's like prime time. It's still going to be light out when, it's later in the day, right? Still early September. Yeah. Hopefully it's pretty solid weather still. And it's just going to be an absolute time at the, at the Ralph. I'm really excited to go. I'm, I don't, the one thing I will say though, it did come out today that um, there was a little secret messaging from the bills that it's not the home opener. See, you are a rumor guy. <laughs> not a rumor guy. I saw a tweet. So that means week one's at home as well. Right, because they made the Bills social media team posted like a graphic on Twitter saying, um, like, rest of schedule and home opener will be revealed on May 12th. Was it like a mistake, you think, that no, they said I just, that? I don't think it was a mistake. I think it was just like a <laughs> – I'm getting into, like, conspiracy theories. Right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. I, don't, I think you're thinking about it too hard. I think, I think it was just like – I don't know. They just said it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's just interesting. I don't know. Like, why did that game slip? Did that NFL release its Monday schedule? I feel like that was the only news no, I saw of. No, no, no. That, uh, that wasn't like a le- – because, like, Schefter tweeted it, like, the NFL account tweeted it. And then I think, I think they just announced uh, – because the later game, like you said, it's a doubleheader that night. The later game's like, Eagles someone. I think they just announced, like, how they're going to do, like, a doubleheader for week two, Monday night. So And not week one. What do you, I don't know what they're doing for week one. I, I don't know. I'm not usually the double header. So maybe if they push it back a week, that's interesting. It, it, what, what, since when is week one, the double header week one's usually Thursday night between the defending champs and someone. And then, it, yeah. And then Monday night's always a double header usually. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm just not remembering that correctly, but yeah. okay. Either way it looks like, so basically that whole thing was, all right, it looks like week one, we're going to be, you know, home opener as well. Yeah. So, so that I think dispels the rumors of us playing the Rams 
in th- on Thursday in LA for the opener. Gotcha. Cause that's going to be in LA obviously. Yeah. So yeah. I'm guessing the home opener is going to be a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. So. Um, what you, what you said about it is like, pr- like prime time, nice weather, a little bit lighter out. Like you're absolutely right. And like, it got me thinking, I was like, well, I was at the home opener last year, but it wasn't prime. It was just a normal one o'clock slot, which is obviously still great, but just that added in. And obviously it's not going to be the home opener, but just added in like early season, prime time, nice weather. It's going to be, it's going to be a time. Um, so what's your over under just if you, I know you haven't looked at the, looked at the uh, opponents, you know, relatively recent here, but what are you thinking on primetime games? Cause I mean, I think last year, I think I, I think I got it spot on. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just doing some mental math here. So we already have one with the Titans. I think a lock to be primetime is when we Chiefs. play the Rams. And the Chiefs. I, Chiefs. Yeah. I, I think that's the, a I would, lock. I would say Chiefs probably, yeah, because of the AFC uh, playoff matchup. 100%. Um, so there's three. Probably like one, maybe like one with the Packers because it's kind of like a cool QB matchup. And then you, you're always going to throw in, there's always the potential for Patriots, if not Patriots, at least one in division now that the Bills are good. Yeah, I would say you'd probably get one between Patriots, Dolphins, like maybe Dolphins with Tyreek Hill now. Yeah. I could see the Bills Dolphins being a uh, like a Thursday night game or something like that. Yeah. So I'm going to say 5. What what um it, what's like when like uh when the team's like the best team in the league like what how many does that team usually get for primetime games? Like the Chiefs going into last year like when you're when you're you know the bona fide team that everybody wants to watch. Yeah. How many does that team usually get? Cuz I think that's It's always be the it's always games. one less than what the Cowboys get. Is that a joke or is that like a <laughs> that was a joke? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you thought I was throwing out an actual stat. I thought that was a stat, yeah. Uh but because whatever that number is, that's gonna be the Bills. Because the Bills are the bone like hey, like I hate to say it, or actually I don't even hate to say it, but the Bills are the you know the number one, you know, team going into the season. So they're gonna get as many as many as the next most. Like they're not gonna be I don't think they're gonna be like second to anybody in terms of primetime games. Maybe slot in the Thanksgiving game. Again, I don't know. But Bill's been, you know, kind of cooking on Thanksgiving the past few years. I'll say, I, I'll say five and a half. I'll set the over under at, and I would take the under. I'd say there's going to be five, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get six. Five and a half is a great line to set that. Yeah, because set that at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be five or six. I can't see them getting less than five, and I can maybe see them getting six. But you can tell you work it. in the industry. <laughs> yeah, I'm just soaking it all in. Um. All right, well, there's some schedule talk. Like I said, we'll probably go into it a little bit more depth, uh, you know, next week. I do like the schedule talk, though. Like, I don't know, maybe people are out there, like, saying, like, oh, I can't. No, like, schedule talk rocks. Like, oh, like, oh, these guys, what, they're, like, pumping up their schedule talk for next week. Like, I like dissecting, like, you know, like, what, you know, what teams are playing when, the, the primetime aspect. Like, oh, we have the buy here. Like, you know, who do we have after the buy or who do we have before the buy? So, like, do we have to, like, you know. Just all these little mental things. I, I like kind of breaking it down. I don't know if that's the same. Yeah, I mean, I like to pencil some games in. And it's like, ooh, I definitely want to maybe make the trek out to see this team. I, you know, they're going to be away at this. Like, that'd be a cool spot to go to. They're away at Chicago this year. So I'm just really hoping that lines up with the time this fall where I'm not away from Chicago because I've never been to Soldier Field and I've lived here for, you know, almost three and a half years now. So, yeah. Um, 
Also, like, you know, it's always like, all right, are we playing Miami at home, like, in December where, like, they have to come into the cold? Or are we playing them at home when it's, like, right. nice out, right? It's like there's always those little things. And are we playing these warm-weather teams when it's going to be a little bit nastier up in Buffalo? Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll get that full full schedule released this upcoming week and maybe talk about it a little bit more next week. Um, um, but I think that kind of wraps that up. I think to finish out the episode, um, what I, I remembered what I said at the beginning of the episode was we'll do a little guest of Buffalo sports figure. I know you're a little bit mushy brain, so it might well be a little bit tough. <laughs> this might be you. an owl for me. Um, but I do have someone teed up here if you want if you want to go first. I'll guess first. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right, I got their stats up. So I don't screw anything up. I'll get the uh get the stopwatch out and let me know when you're ready. All right, I'm ready. Easier I will ever be. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. All right, 45 seconds. Ready, go. Uh, Bill. Yes. Uh, player. Yes. Offense. Yes. Playing on the team right now. No. Uh, is he still playing in the NFL? No. Uh, did he play in the 2010s, 2000s? He played late 90s, early 2000s. Um, Doug Flutie. No. Not a quarterback. Uh, uh, oh, thanks for the heads up. Uh, Andre Reed? No. Uh, Eric Moulds? Yes. Nice. You, you didn't even guess what position. That's why I said not a quarterback. I was, trying to, I was trying to tee you up to be like, oh, like wide receiver, running back, fullback. I don't know. I'm like mush brain right now. Like I was going – I could feel myself like going so slow too. If it wasn't Eric Moulds there, like you, might, like you didn't have a lot of like guesses in the gauntlet. I yeah, like. I did. I had some couple other guys. <laughs> All right. I'm peerless price. <laughs> All right. You got someone for me? I got someone for you. All right. Let's All do right, it. I got to get my timer here. Oh, I get nervous for these. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's a pressure situation. All right. 45 seconds. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Go. All right. Bills. No. So, Sabres yeah. coach? No. Player? Yeah. Offense? Yeah. Uh, Playing right now? No. Uh, played with the 2005-2006 team. Yeah. Uh, Maximoff been a Ginoff. No. Uh, was his number in the teens? Yes. In the teens, J.P. Dumont. No. Um, Tim Connolly. Yes. Bang! Let's go. <laughs> Look at you, you love those questions right there. Nail it down. Number 19, Timmy Connolly. It was just his birthday the other day. He lives in Rochester now. Oh, does he live in Rochester now? Yeah, I saw him at the rink like a year or so ago coaching a youth team. Tim Connolly, boy. Happy belated to Tim Connolly there. Um, all right, well, I think that kind of wraps the episode up, 135. Um, do you have any final words here? I know you're tired. <laughs> Go take a nap maybe. Yeah, I just – I got I to gotta get, get myself in, uh, in order here and come back stronger next week, I think. <laughs> all right. I all mean right, – I, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just had like a seizure. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, there it is. Go Bills, go Sabres as always. Um, we'll talk to you guys next week and hope you guys have a good day. Peace.